Welcome to episode seven of the Serial Killers Kitchen podcast. I'm your host, Serial Killer Chris, and today we have a special guest. If you look up the word a walking bucket in the dictionary, his picture would show up. One of the best basketball players ever to come out of Las Vegas. The 2011 Junior College National Player of the Year. A two-time All-Big 12 player for the Baylor Bears. He was the 42nd pick in the NBA draft in 2013. But most importantly, he's an amazing father, son, and friend to many. Welcome to the show, Pierre Jackson. Thanks for having me, brother. Glad to be here, bro. Appreciate it, man. So, uh, appreciate your time. Thank you for coming through to talk with us today. But uh, we're going to start with one of the hardest questions you've probably ever had in your life. What's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal is... Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Easy one. Finally. Finally somebody who agrees. Easy, uh, easy, easy one. So easy what, pick. what would be in your top three? Uh, top three. Like excluding? Yeah, excluding Toast Cinnamon Toast. Um, or you can just, so just two more to add to it. Oh, that's tough. I don't really eat cereal like that as much as I used to. Um, I say Apple Jacks, um, Frosted Flakes, actually. That's crazy. That was my exact uh, top three once I first started the store. It was Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Frosted Flakes, and Apple Jacks. It's changed um, drastically since then, but yeah. that's crazy that we had the I, same. Frosted Flakes Frosted Flakes, and, like, shredded wheat or frosted shredded wheat is, like, the foundation. Oh, that's – you're healthy. You're trying to be healthy. I ain't even going to say yeah. that. That's just from my girl. My grandma used to get that. I yeah. used to eat whatever she was eating. You know what we had, like, done. the mini wheats or we had, like, raisin yeah. bread from my grandparents the mini and stuff like sure. that. Like, uh, so what about when you were a child? So that was your childhood cereal, whatever yeah, grandma had pretty I think, much? I think it was those those three um, with a bunch of sugar. Definitely, like Rice Krispies, just adding all the sugar. Just add a bunch of sugar, yeah. And then what about uh, when you were junior college? Was that what you pretty much lived off of? Junior college. Long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it was the same. It was the same. I just stuck to what I knew. Like, when you go to a small city, I went to school in Idaho. So when you go to a small city, you just kind of grab everything that you know. And uh and stick with it. So pretty much the same, much things. The same thing. Yeah, definitely, man. So we're gonna move on to a couple rapid fi- rapid fire questions. So uh, whatever you think first, just go ahead and throw out the answer. Some are hard, some are pretty easy, but we'll start off with cinnamon toast crunch or fruity pebbles. We know the answer to that one cinnamon already, crunch, so we yeah. can skip that one. Uh, Reese's puffs or peanut butter Captain Crunch? Peanut butter Captain Crunch. Cocoa pebbles or cocoa puffs? Neither. All right, one has to go. Would it be the Jordans or would it be the Nikes? Jordans. He said easy. Easy. What's your favorite food besides A5 Wagyu? <laughs> A5. All right. Uh, he don't eat filet mignon. He any, don't eat regular any, steak. He eats A5. Anything my wife makes. Anything your wife anything makes? Anything she makes. Them cupcakes and all that stuff? Any, every, all that, too. All Beloved. That. All, yeah, also tap in. Do you have a favorite child? Like, yes. Is that really a thing? Yes. Yes, I do. Too. I don't want you to say it. My but, daughter. Oh. <laughs> I was like, my, my stepdaughter is my favorite child. Yeah, no, my I love she's my firstborn. I just it's just a little attachment thing, but I love my son. And that's your daughter too. So that's, that's my that's my that's my young boy. That's my second. He yeah. he carries my name. So <laughs> definitely uh, Xbox or PlayStation. I'm a PlayStation guy. I can't even find a PlayStation to even know what draft was better, the '96 or the '03. Brian. What draft was better? No, I'm playing. <laughs> what you that answers the off question the top, for you, Brian. Off the top, Brian. What was the best country you played in? Israel has been well. I mean, the best country, like yeah, where like, I lived, the living situation. Yeah, like just take away. You don't have to all be about basketball, but like, what what was the place that you? Played? I would say Israel because I was probably I was there the longest. Uh, okay. I, play, I played the whole ten months there. So okay, Israel. and what was the worst country you played in? Worst country. <sighs> 
China. <laughs> you want Stefan out there? They, no, they not yet. They ain't, they ain't let me get to that that statue yet. <laughs> but no, China was definitely the hardest place to to, to live and play. Did any of the, um, I think um, Chelsea was saying they do speak English out in Israel and stuff like that. Yeah, or is it? I mean, it's it's like so many Americans there. Like okay. I, I got the chance to play and hang out with Chelsea and Sequoia. Like okay. majority of the time I was there. And then, like, so what is, like, when you are in China, like, do you have a translator with you at all yeah. times? So yeah. how does that all work? Yeah, so depending on your team dynamic, like, if your teammates speak good English or whatnot, you can, you don't have to be around your translator as much. Okay. Like, once you build your relationship with your teammates and they speak English, you can hang out with them more, go out and do stuff more. But usually my situations, translator been my best friend. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you wear Crocs or do you wear slides? I wear slides. My kids made me in. Mommy get our first pair of Crocs, but I, I wear slides majority. I just got my first pair and I haven't put them on yet. It was a, it's a cinnamon toast crunch ones too. I just no, I wear mine. I can't pull day. myself to it. I wear mine, but I heard day. they're they're real comfortable. What did Pierre want to be when he grew up? An NBA player. If you take away the NBA, do you have any other plans? Because mine was football, and then if not, it was basketball. So was it always NBA? It was growing a, up. I ain't even gonna say it was NBA. I can just I can say I wanted to play basketball. I just knew I wanted to play basketball. And uh, if basketball didn't work out for you, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Ooh, that's a tough question. Vegas too easy to go the other way, man. So I, I'm, I'm gonna be real. Like I was very influenced to do a lot of other stuff, but I, I couldn't answer that question. Yeah, it's, it was too easy to. I still was doing some, some bull when I was, you know, what I'm saying, playing. Like when I was in my situation and yeah. back in the day, I was still was doing stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. Definitely. And if I didn't have basketball, I probably would have leaned towards that way. It's That's easy. just like honest people question. don't like people think it's all sweet here. Like it's it's one of two things. And like I said, we ain't gonna talk about those. But no, y'all know what it is. It's too, it's too easy to 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 walk the other way when it comes to stuff like that. All right, let's move on to one of your favorite things. Let's talk about a little bit about shoes. Uh, what are the top three Jordans? You can just say the number. <sighs> My favorite Jordan silhouette of all time, so this is number one, is the Jordan 4. Okay. Jordan 4. Jordan 4, 3. This is my personal. Yeah. 4, 3, 17. That is, uh, I'd say mine is 3, 5, and probably 13. Uh, I think the 19s are probably the ugliest space shoes, but those are the most comfortable shoes I've ever had super in my life. Uh, yeah, super comfortable. And then, like, the 17s, they came in the briefcase, right? Those are the ones came it's in the briefcase, It's just the whole right? package, yeah, the whole yeah. thing. I say that, too, because, yeah. like, that's, like, the 17s, that's, like, my most fondest memory of getting, like, some Jordans. I remember, like, the low tops with the buttons on the side, like, the yeah. two buttons that fold down. I remember my outfit, what I wore <laughs> to school. That I wore a Brick City FUBU jersey. <laughs> With the jean shorts, with cargo pocket, it was crazy. And I wore it backwards, it's crazy. That was the uh, my my first pair was the 14s, and I just got them at the Nike outlet. So I was I was happy about those. And then I got the uh, the he got games, and crazy the shoes was one hundred fifty dollars in, yeah. and that was a lot of money. And it's like you can't even get a pair for less than two hundred now and at all. Even retail, majority of the time retail they be that much. It um, the whole state of the sneaker community made me quit. I had yeah. like one hundred and fifty pair of shoes, but having to get bots, having to get back door. Like, it just came too hard to get a pair of shoes. Like, oh, yeah. I could even go line up to get a pair of shoes. Yeah, so. and, the, and the resale market, yeah. all these stores now, the consignment shops, and ki the kids, the younger kids made it go a lot, yeah. a lot more crazier to where it's hard to get. Yeah. So everybody wants them now. Now, yeah. uh, on to the Nikes. What are the top three hoop shoes to play in? Ever? Yeah, if you had to just Jeez. take, um, you're going, going on tour. Kobe 6. Kobe 5, 
Damn. Yeah, I probably said Kobe six, Kobe five, Kobe four. Okay, easy. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the safe answer for real. I can't think of no other ones. How many pairs of shoes do you think you have now? What you think I probably got like two hundred, three hundred, five hundred, like five hundred, oh, six hundred. Oh, yeah, my bad. I I, I ain't I, seen you posting a while. Well, no, nah, yeah. I, under, I underestimate my sneaker collection only because. Like in the room, they don't look like that much. But like yeah. the other day, I just Once gave you away. multiply like all them facts. Stacks. Once I the other day, I gave away maybe like forty pair of shoes, like basketball shoes, to this yeah. little AU team out here. And um, I had these racks in my shoe room, and they got it's ten ten rows and like four pair each, and I got five of them, Jeez. and they're full. And I got shoes like on the floor. I got shoes like in boxes. In the garage, and that's not counting like the ones I had. I got like a bunch of stacked up, like twelve high, all around the room. But just the basketball shoes alone, that's over a hundred pair of shoes right there. Did you ever have a Nike contract or anything where they were given to you? I did. I oh, so did in two thousand, but when I was in the NBA. Okay. So uh, when I was with the seventy six or so, my like my first the two first years. Couple years. Yeah. All right, man. And uh, like one of your new hobbies I've seen, I've seen you became an online video game streamer. Yeah, yeah, I'll be trying. Are you good or you just be beat up on my cousin nah, Leon and stuff? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Leon, that's my boy. Shout out Leon, too. Uh, now, nah, he introduced me to the game. I, I didn't play I didn't play Call of Duty you ever until COVID. So, um, it was just one day I look online and every day y'all just jumping out of helicopters. Yeah, no, nah, we've like, we, we been locked in. It, it's helped me a lot, though, man. I, um, especially during COVID, bro. Not really having much to do and being able to connect with your friends across the world. When you when you do go and play overseas and stuff like that, you know, when everybody's home sleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From back home. And you, you up. Exactly. Yeah. And they same same situation for them. They people's home. We we be twelve, fifteen hours ahead most of the time. So it's definitely been a, a bonding thing with your with your boys and your yeah. teammates and stuff. I tried to get into it but a while ago, but these little kids, they wild online. Just that's not even the little kids though. It's crazy. It's bro. You know, obviously, grown men get paid to do this. Yeah. So like, and they do they do like twenty four hour streams. It's crazy. I can all never the money in it. Yeah, yeah, all the money also, but I just don't have it in me to play a video like, game twelve just, hour straights and have to entertain the person on the camera. Like you yeah. do, you still have to have a camera presence on there too. <laughs> it's only a few streamers I've seen that are just dry. Yeah, they but they're like really good though, so you want to watch them play. But other than that, you got to have some type of camera presence. I can't do it. You think if um. Like, if this industry was around when you were younger, like, do you think you would have uh, tried to go for it also? Or was it always just going to be basketball? I mean, that you got to have the money to get the stuff, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can get some cheap stuff every now, like, now, but back then, I, I couldn't afford it. So, I, I couldn't have did it. That's why I ain't never really played games. I, okay. couldn't, I couldn't really afford no system for real. Like, outside of the, Nintendo, the 64, back that way back then. Yeah, but now, like, all oh, this PlayStation, you can't barely get it. You still like say like right now you can get lucky every now and then. But I it's paid still almost a thousand dollars for mine. When it's been I what three mine. years? It's been yeah. out three years. When now? it first came out, I bought mine for almost a thousand dollars. I mean, you PJ man. That's I'm just, I'm just saying, I for sure couldn't have bought that back then. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Say, I think my mom might have stole it. <laughs> my my first couple <laughs> systems. I'm gonna keep it real. If she didn't, my brother did it. So yeah, yeah, uh, no, we got them somehow. <laughs> I I couldn't have, I couldn't have got one when I was younger. I mean, let's talk about you growing up, man. I know you're from the east yeah. side, and I know you claim it. So just how, how was the life growing up? Like, what gyms did you play in? What were you doing when you were little? I played at Chuck Minker. Chuck Minker was the gym for that me. That was your gym? Yeah, you that, that was my gym. You wanted to do little or walnut, walnut I wasn't, work, nothing? I, I think that's what people fail to realize. In Vegas, like, 
when I was growing up, when they would bring up certain people, like I wouldn't know who they were until I got to high school. So like I didn't know the best players, like, especially a couple grades older than me. I didn't know them. Yeah, pretty much everybody from the north or late night hoops at West. Yeah, and so in Vegas too, like if it's very north, wet, north or west side uh, bias in yeah. Vegas when it comes like to every, basketball. Everybody got their. Their favorites, but uh, it's north and west. It's north and west. Like if you came from the north and west, you automatically just better than everybody you think, else. You think they got? Well, I just think because it's more talent. I think it's like I say. I'm not from. I didn't move to the north till I was 17. So like I saw to see it, but I, it just seemed like you know with Cheyenne, with West, what they just had more of the African Americans at I, that point. I, yeah, and they all go to the same school. Yeah, I think that if it was a little more spread out, because I mean we have we have some good players, but. Like I said, it's not we don't got all black dudes on the team for the most yeah. part, or uh, we are predominantly Mexican yeah. on on the east side for the most part, or just different. Right? It ain't just all black. We our school is very mixed. Yeah. So from uh, like I said, I'm a little bit older, but just I know I don't even know if Jamal lived. I guess that's Henderson. Yeah, he. I was, know y'all had Ray Smith over at uh, yeah. Vegas. So who else was there really? Like to when I was when I was in, I graduated oh nine. So Ray was like. Ray was like twelve or thirteen. Okay. Ray Ray's oh, a lot younger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's me, Tyler Larson, Tony Eccles. I don't know if you know any of these guys. Um, Tyler Bay, younger okay. guy, yeah. just came up. I mean, we don't we we do we don't have many from the yeah. from that side of town, but that I can name that went to. You just think um, they're getting put on a pedestal because they're. I, I call it like the Gorman effect that. Yeah, they're three stars, but they go to Gorman, so they five stars. Is it kind of like that? Gorman what can you're recruit though. Yeah, no, so I'm just saying like. You have a lot of players go to Gorman and they they excel in high school, but then they get to college and they're just like everybody else oh, because they they've been put on that pedestal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think it's just I, I really a platform? Said, I guess I really said North and West because that's just where basketball is more popular. I guess I yeah. don't know, and it's predominantly black as well. Okay. So like when they're having these conversations, they only going to watch and talk about North and West. Yeah. Like they not coming to Desert Pond to Desert watch Pines me play to, to see me kill unless they hear about it. Yeah, they just, right? whatever they read in the papers, so like, what they... You mentioned Jamal Smith, right? Yeah. So when he said how he heard about me is from people talking, and then he finally came to see what was going on. Okay. If you from the North and West, we automatically going to Cheyenne games. We automatically going to Mojave. Y'all ain't just pulling up the Desert Ponds. And I don't... But I, I don't think it's for the basketball players. I think it's for the girls, to be real. Either way, I though. Think, like, that's probably way. the reason why we was going to the other gyms. Either but. way, though. Either way, y'all filling the seats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until I became a senior, and now y'all coming to see, coming to see us them. play. And you coming to see Cheyenne versus DP. Y'all coming yeah. to see these teams versus DP. Yeah, I went to Clark, so everybody was coming to see Dana. Yeah, yeah, everybody. yeah. yeah. So that's, that's another, that was, that's another that player as well. So Shout out to Dana as well. Uh, I ain't seen him in a minute. but uh, So, yeah, man. So, like uh, so like I said, how did you grow up? Like, what was things like? I mean, for me, it was normal because that's what I was used to. But, I, I mean, I grew up Section 8, Welfare. Yeah. I'm I'm from 28th Street on the east side. Again, predominantly, you know, Mexican and uh Mexican and black. So that's I like I said, it was normal for me. My grandma raised me and my sister. So uh, it was. I mean, looking back on it, this shit was tough as hell. Yeah, and that's what, uh, people don't understand. Like we we had to live through that crazy stuff. Like we lived like in homeless shelters and all that stuff. But it wasn't like oh my god, this is the worst thing because it's all yeah, we that's all knew. you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like looking back on it, like. Uh, like I don't think it's people using excuses, but I think like now that with everybody focusing on mental health, like we have a baseline to kind of look back. You know, like yeah. maybe this wasn't the right way to live our life. You know, not having 
two parents in the house or yeah, anything yeah. like that living with grandparents. So No, that's that's hard to explain. That to w- people who d- hasn't experienced it. Even the ones that experience it as well. Yeah. Like it's hard to explain that to my grandma. Like I said, looking back now, I'll be like, damn, that's t-. <laughs> like if I was to take my daughter, if I was to take Journey, or if my if I was to take my daughter now, they tore my stuff down. But if I was yeah. to take and say, look, we finna go Back to daddy old house and stay the night. But my my daughter would be so mad. So my son too. Like it's looking back on it, it was it was definitely super tough. But at the time, my grandma, that's all she could do for us at the time. Super appreciative. But for her, she don't think that like and that I, could have some type of effect you know, on effect you. on me. Yeah. Some of them like what they grew up on. Like I try not to bring it up. Like whenever I mention stuff, I don't want my, my mom to feel bad. But yeah, I, know, yeah. I know she gave it her heart. But it's like. That ain't right. And I try so hard, like, for my son to never have to do with that. Yeah, so that's exactly That leads to, like, a personal question, like, just about, like, raising your kids. Like, how do you, because I know, like, we both want our children to have a better life than we did. But how do you not overdo it? Like, how do you, like, I feel like I overcompensate for my shortcomings, like, yeah. growing up. So I try to buy him whatever he wants, whatever shoes, what, like, literally whatever he wants. Is that wrong, or do you think like that's no, what we work hard for? I don't think I don't think it's wrong, but you like I think I think me and her do a good job of you know just instilling the just being a good person in the midst of all that. Like, so we hear this a lot from people at their school, just how great of kids they are, which is a super duper compliment to me and her. Obviously, it's, it takes a village, but me and her are definitely doing the heavy definitely. lifting. Um, so for them to say that, we we say some funny shit like, yeah, they I wish they was like that with us because yeah. they not. You know what I'm saying? But they doing what they doing because of what we instilling inside of them. Obviously, Definitely. and they're super spoiled. Because I would never want them, you know what I'm saying, to live how I was living or have to go through that. They but shouldn't have to. Exactly. But we still going to put them same lessons and and from what I went through into them while they're yeah. blessed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just make it, let's say, make it easier for them. So yeah. Like, that's I don't the think biggest. it's wrong at all, though. Are you, um, is your mom the same way, like, treated you? How, like, are these, these new age grandparents? Like, I don't know who they are. I'm like, why didn't you treat us like that when you when we were kids and nah, stuff like that? they doing the same thing we was doing for them. I mean, they doing the same thing we doing. They definitely spoiled the, spoiled the mess out yeah. of our kids. I'm just like, y'all some Especially new Especially my son. Like, yeah. me and him, the only <laughs> male, me and him, the only males in the family. Sheesh. So, they definitely overdo it with the the, the spoiling for him. Amen. So, then, so what got you into basketball? How did you get started? Was it just... Uh, at PE one day you picked it up or like were you good uh, from the jump? I always thought I was good, but again, I'm 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 my scale is from looking whoever's on the east or who was in, ever in my projects. Yeah. Like whoever in my hood, that's who I'm gauging I my talent level. So cool. You know what I'm saying? So I mean I mean my grandma said when I was real, real small, that's when I got the ball. So I guess then but my cousin uh Dingus, rest in peace, he the one that put me into organized basketball when I was like fifth in fifth grade. I was just doing and one. Like I, okay. you know, that was our thing growing up. We had the and one. I would just dribble <laughs> to the boys and girls club to Chuck Meeker back home. That's how I got my handles right. And um but he put me in organized basketball and that's what got the ball rolling with that. Was you at the uh, boys and girls club or you played on one of the AU teams? I played AAU with uh seven oh two little rebels okay. at the time. Um when I was like nine, ten, and that's how I, that's how that's I got going. Got I was good though. Yeah. I was good. Yeah. And from that moment, you were like, "This is this is what I want to do." Did you play any other sports, football or anything? I played flag football. Okay. I was really good at flag football. I <laughs> never got into playing back football for real. Like I would play, like if somebody would have put me in football when I was younger, though. Like you, you know, I, you know, what I'm saying I ain't had no father figure for real, like no dad or nothing like that. So if I was, if somebody would have put me in Pop Warner, maybe 
Cause I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I've been blessed to be super athletic and just Definitely. fast at a young age too. So I, I think I would have excelled in football as well. And then with everything going on on the east side on 28th Street, and I, I know that's close to Donna and everything. So is basketball what kept you from running the streets? Like, I know you probably did some other stuff, but like, yeah, did yeah. that save your life pretty much? What you would say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I'm not even knowing what benefits I would get from basketball. That's yeah. Actually, like, I'm just playing just – and that's how I met majority of my friends. Like, they play basketball. We still doing stuff we shouldn't have been, but we still – ultimately, we going to go play basketball at some point in the day. So, it, I, I, yeah, for sure saved my life. All right, so then about high school. So, you did you – were you zoned for Desert Pines or you just went there? Yeah, with I, the stayed, rest of I stayed up the, up the road from Desert Pines, yeah. And how, how did that go? Like, were you a starter? Did you play varsity all four years? Did so, you? man, high school – high school could have <laughs> been better. Um so, eighth grade, I went to Roy Martin on the East. We are historically known to be trash. My eighth grade year, we went to the playoffs, I think. And that changed, like, everything. Changed the culture and of it. That made Coach Henry from Desert Ponds come, like, come to my game, see who I was. And then once I finally enrolled into Desert Ponds, I started playing in the summer with the varsity team in eighth grade. So, that's how that started. But I was still bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was still yeah. doing my hood rat stuff. With my hood rat friends. <laughs> friends. And I, I broke my hand my freshman year, so I couldn't play varsity. So I ended up – she just asked me this the other day. Um, I ended up not having a tryout, and I made JV. And as soon as my hand healed, I played. I played like three games. I averaged like 30, and I got – I got yeah, they called me up to varsity. And I played a little bit. Played a little bit. Um, but I was a freshman on varsity. I maybe was like 5'5 five, five at the time, 5'6". Uh, I didn't know how big a deal that was then. Yeah, but, um, that's your body. Don't yeah, know, no I didn't. I didn't know how big a deal it was to be that small playing varsity. Just playing varsity as a freshman in general was crazy. But especially um, like for us, like even in uh, our age group, like you had uh, you had Chris Scott, you had Hank, you had like yeah, yeah. Were, everybody was little. At the, you had a couple of big guards, but you know Hank was the top guard probably from our point guard wise. So yeah, oh, everybody wasn't sure. that big. And so, no, no, he, yeah. he he he, but he was taller than me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was oh. taller than me when I was a freshman. Oh yeah, and I was I was I'm 13. I, I graduated at 17. Okay, so I was 13 as a freshman. Five five, probably 125 pounds. Yeah, five. like I was real. I was I was small, bro. So even still, I, I I didn't know how big a deal it was to be playing on varsity as a freshman. So uh, yeah, he had to look crazy on you. <laughs> nah, my jersey it wasn't that. I, I seen film. It, my shoes were like a little. I, I wore my I wore a 10 then. Okay, like to play in. So it was it was. My shoes probably looked the craziest on me. So then when, um, at what point in your high school career, like, the colleges come talking, uh, calling? So about high school. That's why I said it could have oh. been a little better. So I ended up not playing my sophomore year because I was ineligible. Okay. Grades. Not, grades. Not, probably not and, going to school. Not going to school, yeah. I missed 120 days my sophomore year Jeez. out of 180. And they pushed you through? Like Dang. Yeah, so I ended, up, I ended up having to make all the classes up in the back Some end. Yeah. I had eight classes my second semester of my senior year. I did it though. I say I missed um my sixth grade year. I might have went to school twenty days. So yeah. just having issues at home with family and stuff yeah. moving. I went to probably twelve middle schools oh, out here. It's crazy. So I never actually got to even I was never enrolled during basketball season. Not that yeah. I was ever good anyway, but I finally got to play my eighth grade year. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, that's crazy though. Yeah. That's that's tough. That's tough. But yeah, I ended up sitting down. I, I ended up figuring it out. I, I ended up uh, my senior year, or maybe my junior. Year, I don't remember, but I you know I know. So the older I got, I realized that everybody gets mail from colleges. Like yeah. 
it's called a mailing list. I didn't know that then, but it's just a mailing list. If you don't get no handwritten uh, uh, letter, it ain't like it ain't to you. You just on a list. I so. went and like for football, I would sign up for like you know they do like uh, athlete inquiries and yeah. stuff. So, and I would start getting mail, and I would take the school and be like, I got a letter from this school. Oh, so or this yeah, school. you was you was. Big cap though, you was big, big gassing for real. At one half, half of one offer from New Mexico State, but I was like, you know, USC sending your boy. So you know, yeah, I ain't the never did that. Team in history in I ain't, Vegas. I ain't never did that, but a lot of us was getting the same type of mail. But until I first got my first hand ready one, that's when I knew I was getting recruited for real. Okay. But um, I I was ineligible to go, so I had to go to a junior college. Okay, so that's how that went. And went the JUCO route. That was fun. But um, but even at that point, did uh, UNLV even reach out? In that, high school? Yeah. Hell no. Because that, that's my biggest thing. Like, I ask everybody, I'm like, what is UNLV doing with every sport? Hell no. They're just like, I know, I literally, I think Anthony and then maybe the boy from Gorman who got in trouble who's not there. Those are the only Zay. ones who sign with out of Vegas yeah. still to this day. Is Anthony still the last person to play? No, no. You got, I mean, you got Ben Carter. Okay. Zim, Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. They came back, though. They uh, they transferred back no, in, right? Zim, Zim went straight. He was supposed to, he went one and done. Okay. He was a lottery yeah. pick coming out of If He Gorman. shouldn't have went there. Oh, boy, Gorman. Yeah. yeah. He shouldn't have went there, though. Yeah, him and. Yeah, the Chase went to uh, Arizona instead. Too. Yeah, okay. but Zim for sure shouldn't, shouldn't have went, have went there. there. He was a lottery pick. He <laughs> definitely should have went to Duke or something. He should have went somewhere else. I want to stay home. I feel that, but. Filled them um, pockets up a little bit. Yeah, facts. <laughs> but they never recruited me. They didn't re- recruit me when I. When, you when I went to JUCO, actually. when I went to JUCO, my first thing I told my coach was, "I want to go to UNLV. Please talk to him." Loki begged him to talk to the coach. Uh, was Stanford the coach then? Who? No, that's no, it was Kruger. Uh, Kruger. Kruger yeah. was there. So my freshman year, I did okay. My sophomore year is when I was killing. They didn't recruit me the whole year until we won the whole thing, and I got every school down there calling me. Yeah, at that was this the point. last game of the year because yeah, y'all was in the finals, and right. every school was there, and we had. I had every school damn near. And then this is when he finally calls me. He finally calls me and said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I was still lit. I still was. We was on a, so the tradition, if you make it to Hutch in Juco, you drive a bus all the way there. So it's a 24-hour ride. So on a 24-hour ride back too. So they called me. I'm still lit. So I'm super excited. I hung up the phone. I'm jumping around like UNLV. They ain't even offering me. They just like, oh, we want to get you on a visit, like unofficial or something since you live here type shit. So, still was late either way. I ended up going unofficial. It was the worst visit. It was the worst unorganized thing ever. But as time went on, I seen Kruger left like two weeks later. Okay. Just to offer me from Oklahoma. So, he wasn't even going to try to he get knew he was leaving. there. Okay. He knew he was leaving and he offered me when he got to Oklahoma. Yeah. Got it. Makes but sense. I still wanted to go to UNIV. I'm what, glad I didn't know. Yeah. What do you think the issue is? Do you think they, like, the top players, like I asked um, Chelsea oh, the same thing. Do you Marcus think they Lawrence just. Marcus Lawrence, too. Marcus Lawrence went there. That was that was before though. That was before Ant. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was for Ant. Yeah, but do you think um, they're just like, oh, that's a five star. He's not. He's not going to stay here. That's a four star. Do you think they just count themselves out or just don't have? The, I'm uh, saying they have the resources. They have money. They have the best facilities. No, I feel like they only offer the four or five stars. Okay, so that's they just throw their name in the hat to make I it just, look like. Yeah, it. I just feel like they offered Troy Brown. They mm-hmm. offered. Elijah Johnson. So they offer it, them. Is it not a UNLV issue? Is it? No, nah, they don't the, offer the guys that ain't four or five stars. Okay. Like, we have guys here that can play. We just in Vegas, so we not going to be ranked. Like, got it. I feel like I was the best. My stats and what I, like, game, I feel like I was the best player my senior year. But since I'm in Vegas and ain't nobody covering DP games, 
I don't play for the prospects, yeah. I'm not going to get ranked at all. Got There's it. no way I should have been unranked. I don't care what nobody says. I hear like a lot of people pay for like say the top the top lower half. I think it's like, but a lot of people do pay for rankings. Is what? No, that's that's too. cool. But what I'm saying is, if I'm ranked, if I pay or not, UNLV is coming to Desert Pines to watch me play. Just to watch you, and that crazy. They're in the city. I don't see why they wouldn't like. There's no they way they should literally have one recruiter in Vegas no that only way. goes to games. My, my senior year, there's no way you don't come to watch Desert Pines play. That's not even just for me. Like yeah. just that's for Tyler Lawson, a professional basketball player. Uh, Cliff, we had Cliff Harrell. We had. Chris Perry, Reggie Shaw played freshman as a uh, played uh, varsity as a, a freshman started all of, since 06. Like, there's no way you don't come and watch. Don't that forget C- my boy CJ Miles. Don't forget little CJ. CJ wasn't there my senior. CJ was a junior. Oh, I'm saying he the best one out of DP. Let him tell it. That's cap. <laughs> no, no, that's cap. That's my game. That, that's game too. <laughs> no, no, that's cap. But yeah, my my my. And we had a coach that played at UNLV. Chancellor Chancellor Davis played at UNLV at one point and still didn't get it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm saying though. Like we have talent in Vegas. All you gotta do is go to a basketball game. And it's like they're not even like UNLV got a couple of the Finley Prep players in, but like they're saying it's not like they're getting these four and five star players. Like they'd rather just go to California and get a two star. They'd rather go anywhere but Vegas. Like you literally just gotta go to a a damn game in Vegas. And you might find a Pierre Jackson out there. Or we got a kid from Vegas, Maxwell Lewis, that might go lottery this year. He, well, he goes to Pepperdine, up. and he's, they got him lottery right now from Vegas. Dang. First real year of college. First real year going going lottery from Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Pepperdine. Like, you can literally just walk to a game and be like, ah, uh, he looked like he's good. He, might, he got potential. Yeah. I think that's more what it is. Stop trying to. I think they do just throw their name in there just to be like, all right, well, we, we offered the five-star, the 20th best player in the country because he's from here. Yeah, I'm saying, but, like, you have, like, say, Troy Brown's the latest. Like, you have him all these years. He's been here forever. Like, why not start offering him a scholarship in eighth grade just just because? Like, yeah. he can't sign nothing, you know, just. But another just another school from another place will do that for a kid from here, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's backward. Right. They, they haven't changed the culture at all here with that. So after um, after killing, how was your team at uh, CSI? I know y'all won the ship. Like, were you the best player on that team, or like were y'all just stacked? I was the best player in the country. Best player in the country. I was the I just national heard, player I, of the year. I was I, the number one ranked player in the country. I heard some of the names on that team. Maybe it was the, your first year then. Some of the names on that what team. Names, what like, names? You had Juan too, right? No, Juan wasn't there. Juan okay. is a big reason why I went to CSI as well. Okay. He, um, he had already left? He had already left. But I went there my junior year just to watch Juan and play against DeVille. Okay. At Salt Lake, Devell was there. He killed Vell, us. Devell was tough at every sport, bro. Devell was my favorite, Vell one of my tough. favorite players. But shout out Devell, shout out Juan. Um, Juan was there with Harvey Perry as well. Yeah, shout that, out Harvey. Those are two names. It was shout was out saying. Harvey. Yeah, they team was crazy. Okay, so you wasn't on that team? No, no, I was a kid. I still was like oh, sixteen. Okay, I'm thinking that they was number one team together. in the country though Got when it. I went to visit them, and just the 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 environment there was the atmosphere was crazy and they team was all big they all was big as hell my t- my future teammate i played with in israel his name was art he was a seven footer he played on that team i met him there and ended up playing with him like 10 years, 10 later, years later which is crazy but they team is the reason why i wanted to go there when it came to juco and then so after so after you blew up um when all the teams uh came calling after that tournament uh what were your top 5 at that point that you were talking about signing with Man, I I I was in. A, I, got, I got rushed, bro. I got rushed. I didn't even get to pick a top you didn't five. Get to go to, you so just said, "All right, I'm gonna go." After the tournament, we win. A lot of schools just came breaking my door down. So the only team that was really recruiting me for real was Creighton. They was recruiting me the whole year. 
and like Portland State. I had some small schools, bro. Other ones. But Creighton, I felt like I owed them a visit. So I had I took a visit to them and I took a visit to Baylor same weekend. Went to Creighton. The Allen was still there? No, was he, he, he was already no, gone. No, he was gone. They had a bunch of stories about P. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna say not, not. I can only get a couple of them that was positive. Yeah, but that's, shout out P. That's, that's my, my boy, favorite man. player from Vegas ever. That's why I P. Say he's Allen Sinet, top five. Bro. He's my favorite ever. Um, yeah. So I went there. It was gloomy. It was gray. It was raining. They had nothing but white boys. All could shoot. Nobody could dunk. Back door. Had back fun door, though. Back door. I had fun there. And the coach, like, was pressuring me, like, to eat escargot. Like, I, I really didn't like that. He was, like, pressuring the hell out of me to eat. Like, I went to his house to eat for dinner, bro. He was, like, like low-key about to spoon-feed me the snail, bro. I did not want it. <laughs> that and caviar. That def- did you try it, though? No, no, no. I didn't eat it. Hell no. Dang, Especially that, co- then. that cost him Pierre. But I, I, no, for real, I really, that shit really bothered me. But the next day, I went to Baylor. Okay. Um, and Coach Drew was just, his energy was just... Contagious, super positive. I've never been around that. I wish. I wish, bro. I wish. I can't I think, get in trouble now, right? <laughs> no, nah, you can't. Yeah. I, no, I wish. If I knew better, for sure, I needed it. So yeah. I for sure would have did it then. But he just was super positive, bro. And the, the facilities was great. I went from 50-degree weather raining to 90-degree sun. Facilities were 100 times better. And then we had three potential lottery picks, like two potential lottery picks coming in next and year. And then when you say you was rushed, was it like signing period coming down? Scholarships no, no, no. was getting. So what happened, well, I signed late. So okay. when I took my visit, the next weekend, the next top junior college point guard was going to Baylor. Okay. Oh, and so I was supposed to, to. We, he was at Oklahoma. I, when I went to Baylor, and I was going to Oklahoma the next weekend. So once I went on my visit and I got to play with the players, I was like, ain't no goddamn way. He come here, he not signing. So in the middle of the week, I commit. I had to commit. You just said, all right. So I had to. That makes. Sense. Do you think it was the best decision, or would you go back right now and just see all your options and stuff? No, nah, no. Nah, that situation. If I would never seen Perry Jones, if Perry Jones wasn't there, I probably would have kept deciding. But Perry yeah. was definitely. And Isaiah was. Was he coming? Isaiah in with you? was the next year. Okay, so he Perry. Came in later. Perry was the. Perry is easily one of the most talented players I ever That's seen in my life. Saying. Yeah, easily. But how so? How was it uh, living in Waco, Texas? It's it, different. It's culture shock, man. Just it was like two different culture shocks. Just even coming, coming from, from Idaho too. Coming from Vegas to Idaho, then Idaho to Waco, Texas. Even going from Vegas to Waco would have been a culture shock. I never seen like Baylor's in the hood, bro. Like okay. Baylor's like like soon as you off campus, you in the hood. So I've never seen I never seen anybody I couldn't understand when they talked. That had goals in their mouth when I'm ordering food. Like, it was just a bunch of stuff. Like, I just wasn't used to. Like, our whole uh, – our college football team, they're all from South Carolina and Florida. And it's like – I used to always say they need a space bar because like, yeah. they would just talk straight. Straight, yeah. And the vocab is just different. They lingos is all different. Um, I don't know. The girls just talk to you different. Everybody, everything's different. So, when I went there, it was just was like – it was easier, obviously, because they black. But – so uh, it was, was cool. Waco, like you said uh, it was in the hood. Like is Waco predominantly black too? Because yes. I'm thinking yes. Texas. It's all just if you're not on the border, the where the Hispanics are, it's all just Caucasians. No, right no, there, no. So. It's it's that's, that place is black. Outside <laughs> of the school, outside of the school is black. It's a rich school. Okay, but outside of the school, if you ain't usually the black people are athletes. Definitely. So how was your time uh, playing at Baylor and stuff, man? It's great, bro. Killed, I love killed. it. Man. It's. Looking back now, if I was to look and be like, I would, I don't know how I adjusted so well. 
I, I adjusted so well because obviously the, I said the culture shock, just the level of basketball I was playing. Like I just was so overly confident back then. Like it's crazy. Like, I don't say my confidence wavers now. It's just the I know how much the politics plays a part in stuff. Like the older you get, but back then. Politics didn't mean shit to me because I I was so overly confident. Like you could not tell me that I wasn't cold. You know what I'm saying? So when I got into them positions, I was just hooping. I had no pressure. I was coming from JUCO. I had a lot of I had a potential number one pick on my team, so all the pressure's on him. Okay. I just gotta go hoop. They don't know me. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt. So it made it so much easier for me to just go out there and play basketball. And did you start right away? Hell no. I almost transferred. After the first year, bro. After the first two months, Jeez, what that's what I'm saying. That? That's just that's just immaturity at the time, bro. Like I wasn't starting. That's it. It's the only reason why I wanted to transfer. Should you have been starting? Yes. Okay. I, I maybe yeah. one, but look, that's what I'm saying. Like now, as a vet, I can say, bro, why are you complaining? You're not starting because I wanted to do the handshake. I wanted the Dougie at the start. <laughs> I wanted the lights. I wanted that. Your name at, at 20 years old, I wanted that. On ESPN, I want that. You know what I'm saying? And then. I'm playing 30 minutes. I'm finishing the game. I'm making the game winners. I'm making the game winners. I'm doing that. I'm complaining about starting. You're not starting. You know what I'm saying? You're playing most of the time. But he, on the, he on the bench while you playing. So bro. I didn't start. And we was winning when we when, when I was playing that role. You know what I'm saying? We was 20-0. and 0. I started. We lost. Yeah, so I'll say it's hard for the coach to make that decision if everything seems like it's going Yeah, And right. it ain't all about me. We had a point guard that was there already for two years. Okay. So he started every game. They owe him that for real. Like he deserved that because he been there. He wasn't playing well, but that was his that was his position to have. I was supposed okay. to I had to earn that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Once I did start, we lost. And that's coach looking out for everybody. It ain't just about me. So okay. that's just me older knowing what's up. Well, that's good. Like at least you can look back and see, you know, some of the other decisions you should have made. Um and at that point, um, so you're killing at Baylor. How was it like coming back home? Did people notice you oh, then? Man. Yeah. I was it? Like, oh, pee in the gym, pee in the gym. Like, yeah, how was it? Was, it? it was fake, man. <laughs> it was so fake, bro. It's. I ain't really like it. I, don't, I ain't like it then. I still don't like it now. Was but it a chip on your shoulder from everybody who doubted you or didn't come to the East to see you? I just thought it was fake, bro. Because still, like, I seen, like, I did see a few people, like, back then that was saying this and that, like, I, obviously, we all got better as older we got, but I still was really good. Like I was, I led, I led in scoring and assists at one point in my senior year in the state. Like that's you can't you can't take that away from me. I was really good. So for the see people trying to hop on that bandwagon from the city, it's all love. I love it, but it's just them inner circles when they get the. Yeah. You sometimes you you get thrown in them inner circles due to social media, so you see the arguments, you see the debates. And you can have your opinion. It's just the the disrespect that get thrown in there. It's just like I, I didn't really care for it. So, but again, it's all love just to reconnect with some of the my older friends like that I didn't talk to for some years. Just to be able to turn on their TV and see me, I think that was dope. And for my grandma not to be able to travel and stuff like that, and yeah, to see me on TV, it. that was super dope as well. But coming home to to love is always good. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like I say, that segues right into our next question. Who who are your top five players from the city? Top five players. We can start with the girls. Well, we already know the top first five two. women. We know the we know the top. Oh, that's, top two. I who, mean, that's, who you who you adding? To? I got Sequoia, Chelsea. 
I ain't really get to see. I ain't get to see Sequoia like that in, in high school. But I do know. Well, she just busts me at the gym. So yeah, like I do know just it. from seeing her as a professional, seeing her playing with us. Yeah, that says enough. Um, and then Chelsea, I seen Chelsea give DP forty. Easy. So she the real deal. She right there with Sequoia for me. But uh, Lindy Larock. Um, is that the coach or is that the sister? The coach. Okay, that's the one. That's the coach. Shamari Harris, where she go? Younger. To? She went to. She younger. She went to. She got like twelve or thirteen, okay. but she went to uh, Vegas. Okay. She's so cold. She's still cold. And Aaron Ellenberg. That, that, that's uh, I think she Chelsea so put cold. her on her list. She's so uh, cold in Italy. In Italy, Easy. I was saying, don't forget Italy. Italy, yeah, Italy, bro. I yeah, cold. That, that's probably was like say I didn't see Chelsea and them actually play in high school, but I saw Italy a couple times, even in middle school. I think she was at Cram. Like yeah, she was. She no, these really all these bro. women I named could could play with us. Definitely. Like in the runs and all that stuff. Solid. All right, now what about the dudes? That's easy, bro. And then you don't have to go all all NBA players. You can look at their potential too cuz I mean cuz everybody can't make it to the NBA. Yeah. I know that much. But I yeah. guess it's a couple now like that's all, made. I think it's more than 5 now, so we got like 8. It's yeah. all tested the league, but um Mark for sure, CJ um Darrington, Boss, ain't somebody that ain't touched the league. Because I, I, I still, like, again, I think Zim, uh, Zach, T-Bay, I think all of them are great. Um, they, they still in the NBA now. Well, Zach's still in the NBA. Um, Troy. Uh, let me see. So let's take the NBA out. Let's just get three of the best hoopers who you think. I, like my, my, P. Allen, my three is P. Allen, Dana, and D-Butts. I just like the way D Bus. No, D Bus is still cold. Like, he's still, I'm like every time I try to get on his team because no, yeah, D Bus still cold. I say I say P Allen, um, Kyleel Coleman. Okay, Kyleel. So I'm gonna name. I'm just, I'm gonna give you these guys that I really That's respect. One of my cousins, but I don't think he know we cousin. What yeah. I res- I th- in high school I thought outside of easy like I thought Kyleel was amazing. As a peer, I thought he was really good. Uh, we can go Trail, Montreal Clark from the East. That's another kid, Montreal and Tony Eccles. Them is three guys that nobody speak on. They all from the East. All from the East. Well, Trail, I mean, Kyleel played in the East. He, I don't think he was from the East, but he went to Vegas his freshman year. And, uh, like, just players that nobody really know about. I think one of your boys, I think, like, it was one week, like, we was playing, and I can guard Vic. I can play with Vic. And then yeah. all of a sudden, that boy was unstoppable. Yeah. I don't know if it's just you buzzing him or all y'all little group playing everything. But Vic, I think him and uh, Maine, like, they just took yeah, Maine, giant Maine. leaps out of nowhere. So, but no, Maine, nah, Maine been really – Maine was always really good, bro. Yeah. Maine was always really good. Um, that's the thing, like, the difference in basketball, like, some guys are really good at scoring and some just don't they don't know how to play basketball still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Vic didn't know how to play basketball. Like, I don't think Maine necessarily knew how to play basketball either, but they were really good at scoring. scoring. Like Vic has gotten a lot better at like reading the game, making plays. Like I will always tell Vic, you score, you create your shot too good to not create for somebody else. Like when you watch me play, I score better than you. But there's no way I should be averaging Eight more assists than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I create so well, you should be able to create for somebody else. So, Vic and Maine, for sure, are two guys that can really hoop. That really, yeah. Yeah. All right, now on to the NBA. We know Braun is your GOAT, and there's uh, but why? Like, why do you put him over MJ and Kobe? 
Kobe not even in top five for me. Not even in your top five? Yeah. That's no slight to him. But yeah, like I'm, um, I've, I've been a Kobe hater my whole life. It's mostly because of the fans. I was about to say that. I, like, I, I don't hate. I'm not a Kobe hater. I hate his fans. Yeah, I hate his support. I, that's, that's how it's always been. Like, oh, I don't. I just don't like them. But like, no, I, respect I respect Kobe. Kobe. He's 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 in my top five. But I just don't nah, think. I think. Um, yeah. So like, who's your top five then? You said why LeBron over them though. Um, yeah. I think the proof is in the pudding, man. All the stuff that we congratulate. Did he start talking like LeBron just now? Yeah, you <laughs> see that voice, voice get deeper. Voice got deep. But no, I just think everything that we congratulate them on, which is like obviously being able to score so well. Um, I just th- I just think they don't like LeBron as much because he ain't it, he don't he don't do it as cool as them. Like he don't he don't do them he don't do the uh, the cool stuff. Like he he's more brute for, he was more brute force and. Just God given abilities at the start. Fadeaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fadeaways and reverse layups and sticking his tongue out and stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I don't think, crazy. I think, which Jordan was amazing, but LeBron just does everything. Like, I feel like if you wanted to make a player, LeBron is like that. You cross out every yeah. check mark when it comes to that. Like, you know say what the saying? only thing I think, like, his shooting ability. Like, from, from, the, and it's, and it's crazy because it's gotten better though. He's got, yeah. So it's like, that's the only thing where you're like, all right, LeBron can't, he'll miss free throws at the end of the game. But I'm like anybody who says LeBron isn't in your at least top two, you just you just don't yeah. like him. I think and I think Kobe. it's preference because one of my better friends he thinks he thinks guys are better because they do, they do stuff cooler. That's literally his words. <laughs> he said he looks cooler, bro. Right. Like and a lot of people think like that. And then anybody who was literally born in the 2000s, like you didn't see anybody else play. Like you saw. Tell tell in a Kobe's yeah well the beginning of Kobe's career and like mm-hmm. so it's just like I think it's just generational but and that's another thing too LeBron been nice since he dropped in the league he's been consistently better he's averaging twenty five at damn near forty he's been up he's been going up since he got in it never was no standstill for three four years however long Kobe did it like Jordan was still cold when he got in too but I think Jordan was at his time yeah. I think they just dropped Jordan in the past I yeah. feel like I think like. LeBron or Kobe taking Jordan's place on those teams would win 15 final straight. Like, not no disrespect to those great players, but, like, they weren't really that athletic. Like, yeah, they yeah. were there, but it's like like LeBron trying to play that Golden State team and actually winning a championship. That is still That's, crazy. That, but, see, and that gets depreciated because Kyrie hit a three. They just like, oh, I will forget, <laughs> forget you averaging 40, 10, and 12. <laughs> that game. That shot is why they won, but you know what I'm saying. It's, he he got this villain role. Just it's, it started when he went to Miami, and it's just it is what it is. And like I like the Warriors too, but I feel like the Warriors benefited for their first couple of rings off of injuries on the other teams. No, for when sure. CP got hurt when uh, for sure, for sure. Kevin Love got hurt, so I'm like, and Kyrie got yeah, hurt. for sure. They're still sure. a dominant team. But I say this is my top five: Brian, Jordan. This ain't the top. This is just five. Yeah, Tim Duncan. Shaq, Steph Curry. Easy. Steph Curry's my favorite after Bron ever. Okay, then who's your, like, with, who's your top three in the league right now? Take away Bron and Curry. Just like, because it's crazy with guards, so I know you got to have a different perspective on it. Top three without Steph and, Bron ain't in my top five right right now. now. Okay, so then. Steph is, though. Okay. I think Steph is the best player in the NBA. Uh, Without Steph, though, I'll say without Steph. KD, Luka. Ooh. KD, Luca, all the big people. Job. I know it's either, it's either no, it's either Giannis. It's out of it's out of Giannis, Joker, and Embiid for me. 
Ah, I don't know how to do. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Joel. My boy only had one guard in there. I'm shocked at that. Well, yeah, Luca, I mean, because you took out Steph. Well, Luca is six thirteen, and so how was it playing against him? Like I, I watch him, and I'm like, how is he doing this? He's big, so he's fat, he's slow. We were just talking like, about him saying like when they think he gonna slow down. I just I think if he ever slows down, it's because he's bored. Do you think his uh, weight's gonna be an issue for his body and stuff? Not the way he play. Yeah, I say he play. He don't mean he's already out. he's been rich. Yeah. The money ain't gonna make him get fat, um, fatter. I don't think um, he's been rich. I just think he's gonna get bored, bro. He's twenty three yeah. doing this. Like it looks too easy. He's only twenty three. He's twenty three, bro. Jeez. I played against him when he was seventeen, so he was younger. He didn't kill us, but that year, I don't know if you're familiar with how the leagues work in the world, but the Euro League is the second best league yeah. after the NBA, and then the ACB, which is the Spanish domestic league, is the third best league. Okay, he played in the Euro League and the Spanish league. He won MVP of the EuroLeague at 17, won the finals MVP, and he won a ship. ACB, he won all those same awards. Same thing, at 16 at that point. He was 17, 17, and he was the best player in Europe. So I kind of knew, I ain't going to say kind of, I knew that he was going to be okay in the NBA for sure. And that's like everybody here, like when we, we, I guess y'all were playing against him, we were like, well, Pierre had a good game too. Like, I know we've always just been like, we've always wanted to know, like, well, we'll get, we'll get to that. Um. that towards the end. So, but who do you think uh, your top three guards right now? Uh, let, let's just say, I guess it's, it's been a debate. Like, where's Jason Tatum, and uh, like where does he rank for in you? the top ten? Like, do you think he's a top ten player? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, what? Hell yeah. So but, he like he like seven. You can say that right now, but then you start doing your list, and it's like because you no, name, no, I you, can I can name them. You name five people, then you didn't have Bron and, and Steph Curry. Bron, oh yeah, Bron, I take Bron out take my Bron shit. Out of it. It's for what? What are we gonna put him in there for? Just go. He's been the best player to me since like 05, bro. Forever. So, it, I, okay, Brian, you can be out of this one. But I got Steph, KD, Luka, Giannis, Joker. No, Embiid, Joker, Tatum. Tatum like 7-8 for me. Okay. Dame. And then you can give or take Ka- Ka- Kawhi. Yeah. Give or take a couple more after that. He just can't. can't Jason stay Tatum easily is. he's a, That boy's good. Where do you put uh, you put John in your top two? No, or you think he's still growing? I think he like the fourth best point guard to me. And what about oh man, he third just went, or fourth? He just went to Cleveland from uh, Donovan Mitchell's Donovan the best Mitchell. shooting guard in the league. He's like eleven. Eleven. He's creeping in there for me. And the guard from um, Phoenix. Yeah, he's the second best. What's his shooting. name? Devin Why am Booker. I his name Booker. Yeah, D. Booker. Yeah. That's a that's a, a real debate between me and my boys. Like I think Donovan Mitchell's been the best shooting guard for a minute. Over Trey too? Are you calling him as a point guard? Trey a point Trey guard. Point yeah, guard. Yeah. He just, but he's better he than John to me. Okay. All right, man. So let's talk about the NBA. We finally made it here. Uh, well, like at, leaving college, did you know? Uh, at what point did you know you were on draft boards? Before my junior year, uh, Quincy AC got he was hurt, so I, I he they let me take his spot in the Adidas Nations. Okay, Adidas Nations is like a summer thing where they have a camp for all the kids around the world, top players around the world. They go and then they bring the college players in to just play against each other. And we got we had Steve Adams. Uh, just a Peyton see it's a bunch of NBA prospects basically. And I got to go there and I was out of JUCO. It was crazy. Um I played against Dame. I played against a bunch of players, bro. It was crazy. Like I was I ain't gonna say I was starstruck, but I definitely was overwhelmed. So I played okay. I didn't play great. I didn't play really good either. But I was just happy to be there. So I ended up going again the next year and I played great. Way better. Played great, man. I played extremely good. And that's when I first got on the draft board. And I who, still didn't think I'd go to the NBA then, but I was just like, oh, shit, I'm on a draft board. So when you were going to Baylor, you're just thinking that you're just continuing 
your college career? It wasn't like. So that game I told you I started, an agent walked up to me. I think that's what started for me. Yeah, I played on ESPN. I had like 20 and 15. Started, but we lost. But after the game, the attention I was getting, I still did an interview after the game, everything. And uh, an agent walked up to me. I didn't know. I told my coach, like, yo, some guy, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, that's an agent. Told me not to tell the uh, compliance, compliance people. Just yeah. Doo-doo. And I was like, damn, agent walked up to me. Like, oh, that's crazy. Like, And then from then on, you, start um, Googling. you know what? To- you know what? No, no, it wasn't even that. So what coach, coach told me at practice one day, because I've always been historically a bad practice player. Like, practice is just super militant and repetitive. Like, we do the same thing, and we have to listen to the same. Like, we just got a block of time that we got to do the same stuff. Same and I wouldn't I wouldn't be my best at that time, especially mentally. I wouldn't lock in until we played. And there's something competitive. You know what I'm saying? And that's when he told me, like, hey, we got scouts coming in here to watch Perry and Quincy Miller, QAC. Like, they're talking about you. So, like, when they come in here, I need you to put the mask on or whatever. Cause they come in here playing clothes. They ain't yeah. gonna come in here with a big ass Chicago Bulls on a shirt. They come in here playing clothes. You won't even know. They you might think they just work here, and that's how I found out about how the draft, the scouts and stuff work. Even at the game, that's how, that's how I found. They watching how you warm up. They watching all that. They watching your body language. That's how I found out. And then as time went on, I went to Adidas Nation. That's how I got on a mock draft. Who was um like say obviously once you made it to the NBA, but who was like the toughest player for you to guard? Is there anybody that you just – I can't do nothing with them? Has there been that player before? Not me personally, but as a team, Tyshawn, Tyshawn Taylor and Thomas Robinson were okay. a great just duo. But C.J. McCollum gave us the easiest 35 <laughs> I've ever seen. We whooped their ass, but we couldn't do nothing with him, bro. CJ. That was the easiest 35 <laughs> I've ever seen. And we was, like, on him. He was the focal point of the offense. In college. And still, still, still gay. Y'all won the game, though? By, like, 25. Okay. But he cool. was amazing. How was it uh, playing against Elijah? <laughs> I, I, Man, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I felt like. Wasn't too big of a deal for you then? No, I wasn't because he wasn't. Like, our junior year, he wasn't a focal point of that team. Like I said, T-Rob and, and, uh, and Ty was. Okay. Um, the next year, our senior year, though, that was a little different. He was more of a focal point then. But he wasn't the same Elijah, bro. I don't think, like. He wasn't the same. I, I I know people can vouch for that. If y'all watch this and y'all remember Elijah from high school in AAU, like at Kansas, I don't feel like Kansas was the best fit for him because okay. um, he Tyson Taylor was like a clone of him. Like, it was like the same, same player. They damn near looked alike and everything. But yeah, senior year was different. Like my my like I said, my confidence was even crazier my senior year. So I was a preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year. So like I was the focal point in them games. So I wasn't even thinking about. It. I just thought it was dope because after the game. I made sure to take a picture with, with Easy after the game my okay. junior year. So yeah, I thought it was just dope for us to go from that battle our senior year to be playing on national That's TV. Together. That's, That's dope. dope. And so, so after the uh, after the season was over, uh, Baylor, you're done in Baylor. Did you just leave school right away, or did you? Yes. Think, yeah. So you had to get out of there. I left. <laughs> you got out of there so fast. Well, we played April fourth. Man, I had. I was trying to find an agent. Like, I was like, were you even going to school that last semester? No, anyway? I, didn't go to yeah. school. I, didn't, I didn't go back to school. I left. Yeah, there wasn't no. No, nah, yeah. Once I figured out I could go to the NBA and I had like big agents hitting me up, I, I still didn't know what to do because I still feel like I didn't make the right decision then. But it was just, 
it was just super dope to I remember my ride out of the Waco. I had a basket NBA basketball. I remember what I posted and everything. It was it was crazy. So what was the process leading to the draft? Did you come home and train? Did your agent send you somewhere else? No, How I had to that? go through an agent process. I had to meet with different agents. Like okay. I had to set up meetings with like I had a lot of agents hitting me. Um I had a really big agent and I didn't know at the time. How do you uh, I literally went on a meeting with him and he was like one of the biggest agents in the basketball world. How do you guys come to those decisions? Like, is it like, are agents doing, are they recruiting you? Are they Pretty saying much. like, hey, Pretty I'll much. give you this advance or. You know, Not even advance. Like, they what just, is, you know, they just, they choose? got their little portfolio. Like they tell you who they representing in that class. That, that's, that's what was my driving decision like, right there. Like how many dudes you got in the draft? Like, am I going to be important in this process? Because I am a smaller player. I am, I'm projected to go like late first, early second. Like, I need attention. I need y'all to put me out there. I need y'all to, you know what I'm saying? Put so, you in the right position. If y'all got a lot of guys in the draft, I don't really need to, like. Need to be with you. For the, back then, like, now, if I was to come out now. Clutch. And I had somebody, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind going there because I, they got pro days now. I would look great in the pro day. Just, you know, they love that dunking yeah. and rah-rah shit. Like, I would have been great at that then. Um, but then I just wanted to be with somebody that I was the focal point at draft, and that was my decision was to go with somebody that had a name. He was a good, really good agent, Tony Dutt at the time. He signed. He was with Rashard Lewis, got him that really big deal. Uh, Drew Holly. He was with a few guys, and I was the only guy in the draft that they had. So that was my decision to go with them. And then you said you expected to be drafted uh, late first round. They had you projected like. So do you feel like you uh, you slipped, slipped a little bit? Hell yeah! I, I was supposed to go like anywhere from twenty to twenty five. I was getting told that too, but I had got I had got I had a, a pre-draft injury. Okay, so they had a flag on you. Yeah, red flag. Oh. That's exactly what it was. You not think it was like? Is it the same height height issue you've had to face most no, of your I was career? Gonna you get, think I think just, I was gonna get. I do think I was gonna. I thought I would have got picked if I came out my junior year because I was gonna come out my junior year. Is there a team that you thought you were going to, or you just knew it was a range? New Orleans, is there one that really liked the, you? the team that picked me. Yeah, I, no. They they so what so what I heard and what they said were that they was gonna pick me like around the same spot the year prior. Okay, but you they ended up doing it anyway, which was terrible. I wish they didn't pick me. <laughs> and um, your do you think your well obviously your um, team wise your junior year in college was better, correct? As as a whole, team wise, like, yeah, team for wise, sure, yeah, for sure. Do you think you should have left at that point, or do you think it would wouldn't have made like would you still got drafted if you would have left the year earlier? Yeah, I mean, I think I would have got drafted around the same spot. Okay, so I really think my pre-draft would have got me drafted. Were you just trying to get into the first round, like Garrett? That was your my reason for going back for senior year. No, nah, is that why I, you went back? I just thought I would have went where I was thought, like where I was projected. Okay, that's that's really it. I, and I wanted to. I don't know. I just wanted to go out with a bang. Like I said, the team was mostly. It wasn't about me my junior. year. It was just like, all right, we got a JUCO player in here. Let's see how he can fit in. Then the next year, it was like. This the, this Pierre Jackson's team, kinda with yeah. Isaiah coming in as the the um, All American, but you know I I I, I did well yeah. uh, individually, but as a team we didn't um, we underachieve. So I think that hurt a little bit too. Did you have a draft party and everything set up? I had a, yeah, I had a draft party at the Rio. Had it that like not getting picked on that uh, that first part? Like were you disappointed? Oh, were you embarrassed? Man. Like how did that affect you? Bro, I I went. So what happened? What happened was, and this is jank too because I was so upset. Like I had boys and I was in the same draft, but I had nine point guards picked before me, bro. And I know damn well none of them was better than me. Like except like Trey Burke, he was a sophomore. 
He went Michigan. to the, a big school. They went to the tourney, all that. He had a really good tournament. That's yeah. why I was so upset my senior. I, need, I needed the tournament. You needed the tournament. That tries on you. Right. But once I didn't get picked in the first, I left. I went downstairs. I went to the casino. I don't gamble, but I was just down there, just sitting down, yeah. like, with my head down, upset. And, uh, yeah, so that's when my agent, you know, they know before you get picked. Yeah, so my agent called me, told me to come upstairs. I'm about to get picked. And uh, they had already picked me. It was on commercial break. Oh, so it wasn't even. Uh, it didn't even get no shown. Then they was like, "Why are you? Why are we were going?" And that's how I came on, and that's how I, I knew I got picked. Oh, it was just underwhelming, really. No, nah, it still was crazy. Once I seen and they started rolling my highlights, it was like it still didn't hit me then. But I got picked to go to the NBA, like, like I would say, like besides probably the your children's birth, was that the best moment of your life? Like, did you feel accomplished at that point? Hell yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's a different. Like you can put it up there with my. It's just a different feeling. Yeah. It's just like now I appreciate family and I, I I appreciate that element way more than I did then. Like mm-hmm. basketball was way too important to me then. So I felt like at the time that was my. I ain't had no kids then, but I felt like that moment was, was like the biggest moment ever. Just because I wasn't supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And then, so how did, at that point now, you're back in Vegas, so how did people treat you then? Was it even worse than college? No, it was crazy. It, just, it was weird because, you know, the culture here in Vegas, like, I I still will go hoop anywhere. Like, still. I'm not I'm not 6'8", so I can play in some regular places and still, and I can chill, and I can still have a good time. That was always, like, what I respected the most. I would always tell people, I'm like, out of everybody who's, I was like, Pierre will still come and hoop with us. Like, yeah, no matter what, like, don't get all Hollywood and I, and I appreciate that fellowship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did meet a lot of you guys through that Willie run, or I met a lot of guys through Willie's runs and just going to Chuck Minker. I met a lot of guys through that. You know what I'm saying? It's just normal. It's nothing Hollywood. I still chop it up. I appreciate people that show love. It's not weird. Not dick riding if dick you ride. show yeah. love like I just, anything it, genuine, but if you have it's love, you know, bro. other other intentions like right, you know, like oh, I'm trying to get in this crew, I'm trying to get this blah, but it's just but it's a lot of them. So yeah. how do you how do you weed them out? I, again, I'm I'm I appreciate the love, but like you st- like we not not my best friend. Not going out. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't go out anyway, so it's like you're not even gonna see me there for real. I'm only going out with the people I've been with before this happened anyway. So. Okay. But I still show love. I still, I mean, you write me, I'm gonna write you back. Just if you, especially if you're showing love. But when that, when I after that happened, the negative stuff just happened a lot more often too. And that's that was the only. I'm saying at that point, everybody probably thinking you rich, you got millions and millions of dollars. It's just like, how do you, how do you deal with? It's that telling people no. It's that. It's that. It's the cousins out of nowhere. It's the relatives. <laughs> She got to experience some of this. The relatives, like I ain't have no father, so Wouldn't like my dad comes around all of a sudden. Like, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't send you nothing, no food to school. I ain't nothing. never heard from nobody. Nothing. I had cousins from all over the place write me on Twitter. Like it, it, that shit real. And like you were Jackson, so it's a billion of y'all. Yes, yeah, bro. It, it was real. It's real. It that part of the like the movie part. People, relatives come. <laughs> that part was real. But just like the negative part too. Just like you playing. Like, the fact that I do play at random places or just play at any gym, people are trying to get a reaction out of you from nothing. Highlight. Yeah, a like A couple stuff. times, I'm like, Pete, just go. I'm like, it's, it's just not worth it when they trying to yeah. prove themselves. Yeah, but back then, like I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm so normal. I'm just built with this basketball stuff. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go at you, too. Like, we just gonna, you're going to see why I do this. That's crazy. Like, when That's I caught that lob feel. on you that time. That's cap. All right, yeah, it was. That's cap. I should have. I should have let you have that. Huh? <laughs> should let me have the moment. No, nah, nah, that's you cap. a hater, bro. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. 
I wouldn't even. Hell no. Nah. So did you buy anything crazy? Besides, I've seen a couple of the cars and shoes. No, nah, like, I just, I mean, I probably should have saved a little bit more. That's it. I ain't buying nothing crazy. Also, live your life a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I said. You're that, thinking that the check's stuff, coming consistently. The stuff, the stuff that you bought in, like the stuff that you idolized growing up is what you do. That's exactly what you do. You want all the girls. Like, we idolize what we see on TV. We see that they let us see with these NBA players. We see Iverson. We see him partying. We see him with all the jewelry. We see him with all the clothes. We see him with all the girls and the cars. That's what we idolize. And if you don't got the right people or even still, some of them people, they still from people. They still from the athletes now. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to go that route a little bit, just a little bit. Like, I ain't go to where I'm like just, I'm buying just stupid stuff. Like, I definitely bought a car. I bought a yeah. car when I I stayed with my mama for it. I still stayed with my mama while I was in the NBA. Okay. But um, I didn't buy nothing crazy. Like, I'm, I'm not a – I bought I bought something. I bought a big-ass chain, but I was already, I like – I was, I was already, like, seven years out of school, though. But that's definitely not happening again. <laughs> no more no, – was it the, the poppy the jack? The poppy jack, yeah. Jack? That shit was hard. But I'm, I would never do that because that's not even me. I'm not I'm not a big jewelry. I'm not a big jewelry. You still got it or you sold the diamond stuff? Okay, that back. Okay. Okay, that back, brother. I, I, I no, nah, that's that's too flashy. I remember uh, we we went to the club one time. I had a number. I was like, bro, what am I doing? Yeah, I just thought people was looking at me, bro. Like just looking at me too much. I'm like I'm trying to see what trying like, to see what to say. That and what does he do? You know, you you only do a few things when you go into the club you know, out here. You know what I'm saying? I just I ain't like the attention. And I always I thought like getting all those chains and buying all the bottles like. It's really to stun on other dudes. It's not really even for the girls. I don't really think the girls yeah. care. I feel like when you single for sure. <laughs> Britt, do y'all care about dudes with the big chains in the club? I just think it's like it's I'm stunned on all the dudes around me. That's what I kind of always No, I think that's what dudes do it for too because you might I'm going to the club with my woman anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even – I didn't care about that. Whenever I spent money at the club, it was for the people I was with because if I didn't do this, we wouldn't do this. I, yeah, I don't drink either. Yeah. I ain't never drank in my life. So that's really why I was doing it just because – we would never be able to do this outside of me doing this. So Definitely. that's why I did it. But I, I do think dudes being there for the dudes for sure. Yeah. I would always say, like, I'm not going, like, if it's one of my boys' birthday, but I was like, I'm never going to the club unless I'm comfortable paying for my own table and bottle. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was just how I've always, so why nobody see me out. But, like, if it's a birthday party or one of my NBA friends or something, then yeah. cool. But yeah, other than that, I'm I'm nowhere. I'm no, nowhere I, I don't really care about that stuff, man. Like I said, like, I just want to. Like, like I said, the older I got, I just want to have a good time with my people, for real. It seems like you've had the same close group of friends. Uh, yeah, Tyler, same, Burner, same, all it's them. the same so. dudes to me. I, I like I, I, my basketball friends. Like it, some of us are a little closer than the other ones, but other than that, it's the same, same guys. Definitely. So you were drafted forty second uh, by Philly and then traded to the Pelicans. So yeah, why didn't uh, so why didn't you play? Why, why do you think they traded you? Was it was it a plan? I was just Did a, the Pelicans come back in. I was just a part of the trade. Um, like I said, I did hear that they was gonna draft me the year prior anyway, and they liked me. So, when I, whenever I was around at the time, they picked me, added me with the Drew Holiday trade. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I really wish I, I older the older I got, I wish I didn't get drafted, or I wish I didn't get drafted at that spot. So, I was super duper kudos to getting drafted and respecting for the city, all that good stuff. But for my career. I didn't think me getting drafted to the Pelicans was beneficial what to was me. The, what was the issue? Was it the coaching or bad? They fit? sent me overseas. Okay. I went straight to France. Like, Instead of to the G League? They didn't have, they a, didn't G have a G League team. They didn't have a G League team, but yeah. y'all didn't have to pick me. I just felt like 
I did enough to like get a chance yeah, that year. Why pick you and stash you? Right, I'm not European. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have just let that pick slip if you didn't have room for me. I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, I, I went to bro. I went to overseas, bro. I went to Tony hey, Parker team. Hey, you're drafted. Go play over here. Yeah, That's bro. Crazy. And then me at the time, I'm overly confident, super powerful. I'm like, bro, I'm an NBA player. I can't do this. So it's probably they probably just didn't have money. Probably or they probably had. No, nah, they didn't have a spot. A spot. They had drafted Austin Rivers. They had Eric Gordon. They had they signed a 28 year old rookie or something like yeah, that. Why not me. go get a center or something like? That's what I said. They traded. They drafted Nerlens, sent him to Philly, Philly. for Drew Holiday and me. Two more guards. Exactly, but they 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 wanted to stash me. I just I wasn't. So they wanted. I wasn't disciplined to, enough either to go over there and deal with playing in France. It wasn't what they told me it was going to be either. They kind of sold me a dream and just that's why I came out to yeah, the D League. I say it just didn't seem like purposeful. Like especially if you guys already drafted a bunch of guards, you got Drew Holiday. When would you ever go get a a, a chance? Even if you was better than them, that don't even seem like, like that was. Yeah, good. like I and I don't think Money Williams really. I didn't think he wanted. To, I don't think he wanted that pick. Because just, just the energy he was giving me when I first even – it was just weird, bro. He he just – I know the Ricky Hayes and the Ricky – like, I don't like rookies. Like, but he was doing too much, bro. Like, too much. He was just doing too much, bro. But so I feel like he didn't even want that pick, and it just was – So how did um, so how did you get out of that situation? I know you ended so, up back with Philly. So what happened was I think they got frustrated because I left that team <laughs> I ain't doing in this. France, and I came out to the D-League. Okay. So in the D-League – if you're not with that team's little team, then they can't control what you're doing, okay. basically. So I went to the Portland Trailblazers team. So New Orleans just got my rights now. Okay. So can't no team call me up but them. But they can't call down and be like, hey, man, we want Pierre to get this many minutes. And we want him to do this and do that. Yeah, they don't control anything. Right. So I went down there. And I was cooking. I average, I'm averaging 30 as a rookie. I'm breaking records and stuff. Nah, they looking crazy because it's like, why well, y'all got this kid down here? Andrew Holiday broke his leg or something, and they still wouldn't call me up. Is that the year where you broke the scoring record? Yeah, that's okay. when I was I was I was playing really well, and they didn't bring me up. And we had All Star Weekend in New Orleans. Nobody from New Orleans came to talk to me, meet me, congratulate me, none of that. Nothing. So that's when I kind of realized, all right, I see what they on. And then that trade deadline, I tried to get traded to get my rights traded. And they just locked, they sat on it and kept me there. Just kept you. Yeah, and that's how I, I had to go back overseas. I needed some money. I found out I was going to have a, a daughter and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need some money. I'm only making 2000 a month, if Jeez. that. Yeah, and I ain't had no responsibilities, but like I said, once I found out I was going to have a kid, I got to get up out of here. And where'd you go then? At that, that I, went went to, to Israel? I went to Turkey. Okay. Yeah, I went to Turkey for a little bit, but it was crazy, bro. I was on, I was on NBA TV. They were talking about me on NBA TV about – Trade a but you, trade, but you in Turkey? <laughs> no, I was in yeah. the G League at the time. Okay. Like, bro, they got me on NBA. They talking about me on NBA TV, and y'all got me sitting down here in the G League, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's why I felt like I, I, I wish I just slipped some more or just didn't get picked. One you know pick, what I'm one pick different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So then once you, um, so then once you got out of that situation, you, uh, you went. So did you come back to the G League, or they finally let, let the, you out the of the contract? So that summer, when I got back from Turkey, that summer I got traded in the draft. And then, for Russ Smith, we got traded. I got traded back to Philly. Okay, and then is that the league, is that the same year in the um, summer league where yeah. you tore it? Yeah, I tore I it. That. So that was like three weeks after I got traded. First game, summer league, first quarter. 
Yeah, that's when I tore my Achilles. So did you ever actually make it up in the league in Philly, or was it not? Was, nah, was Dallas so, the first? Nah, yeah, nah. So so some more stuff. So I rehabbed that whole year, and once I got cleared in 2000, this was 2014 okay. summer I got hurt. Once I got cleared in 2015, I tore my groin. Okay. Nobody noticed, but I tore my groin completely. I had surgery. I mean, I had to. I played in the summer league of 2015 with a torn groin. Nobody know that either. But I played with a torn groin, and I got a contract, partially guaranteed. But after I got the contract, I signed a deal, and I wasn't healthy by training camp, so they had to cut me. Okay. So that's how that happened. So pretty much just injuries. Is yeah, always the injuries of that first two years was like, that messed me up. In Philly, at least. In Philly. And then, so um, so they just cut you. You were back at square one. Did you go yeah. back overseas once no, you hit that to, time? Bro, I still, man, that surgery took longer than, like mentally, once that happened. Especially because my, my agent just, he just didn't prepare me for it. Like, I signed a partial, but I'm thinking the partial, like, he explained it to me weird as hell, but like uh, I ended up getting, I got a place in Philly. I sent my car out there. Uh, I'm thinking I can't get cut after the 10th, but it's like if you get cut before the 10th, you're going home. But if you get, if you make it out to January 10th, then you make the team the rest of the year. Okay. And I brought myself over there and I got cut. And I'm like, bro, oh yeah. So mentally I was, I, I was tapped out. It's everything. Yeah. And you're I just and having I, to come back and explain that to everybody. Yeah. And I just, and out, I just sat out the whole year and just got my body right. And like say, I, I guess all of us not knowing the business side of things, we would always wonder, like, why is Pierre going overseas and not just playing in the G League so he can yeah. make it back to the league? Is it just the guarantee money over there? Which yeah, is like, for sure. Especially having a family so, and stuff, you had to get out. So that next year, I'll go into it. So that next year, when I got healthy, 16, I played summer league with Portland. I played well. That whole – I didn't get a job offer until October, um, which is crazy. I play. I was like sixteen in summer league. Didn't have a job in the world. Nowhere in the world. <laughs> Nowhere. And uh, I was at, I was just at home grinding, man. Just at home grinding. And um, I got an offer for like ten k for a month tryout. I had a tryout contract, bro. Like that's how disrespectful everything was going at the time. And uh, they just said they didn't know if I was gonna be if I was Pierre. Like if I was gonna be After me all still. The injuries. I felt great, you know what I'm saying. But I finally went, and as time went on, like I was killing there. I had 38, like, my second game. And then, like, they, they – at first, they told me they had no money. And uh, my boy Billy was with me. And they was like – like, as games went on, I keep hooping. I got 30, 29. It was like, hey, you think uh, you think PJ will stay? Like, you'll think he'll stay? If we, and they just got to offer me more and more money. And I, by this time, my confidence is back. Um, my contract is – the month is coming up close. My agent mentioned something about the Mavericks or something like that. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm back. It's, yeah. It's time or whatever. And then as time went on, the team was like, you're not going to make it back in the NBA. Like, they got the down talking the whole, like, Crazy. possibility because they seen it on social media. And uh, that's how I ended up going back to the G League again. Okay. And do you think at that point, were you back? Like, do you think the injuries had took a permanent toll on your body? Or do you no, think I you didn't. were healed and you were? Once once Summer League happened in 2016, I felt like I was good. I'm playing against NBA caliber players and I average 16. And I'm not even the first option. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you do know they play their yeah. recently draft players or second year players. Yeah. I was playing with, with them, and I played. I was, felt like I played the best on that team. But once once I got there, I averaged 30 in the Euro Euro Cup. Like that's big time. Euro Cup Definitely. is. I, I had 38. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I'm back for sure. How did you mentally deal with all like all these downs? Because like I think like 
people look at like even us in our business and they just assume that oh they got all this money everything like yeah it's just not sweet 90 nah. percent of the time facts and i know definitely for you people oh he in the league he got blah 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 just like how do you balance all that man how do you stay mentally strong i mean like i don't think you do for real man i think you kind of just psych yourself out most of the time because uh I think we just live with chaos. I think it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, man, and unfortunately, like the people close to you, kind of have to deal with that and get the short end of the stick sometimes. And that's been my situation. I I didn't think I was battling any mental uh, issues back then, but I most definitely was. But at the time, I just I was so gung strong on basketball. I was overly confident and overly. I was cocky to a sense, bro. Like you couldn't tell me that I'm not good, bro. I didn't work too hard to get to this get to this spot so i think that's how i got through it man just like i was in the gym bro i used to be in the gym at like four like from from like 10 11 to like four or five bro even if i'm by myself i was like low-key crazy about it i just felt so disrespected at the time so like i just was like, i gotta get back i gotta make some money and then also just keep proving people wrong you know that's been my thing this whole time they sleep I, so Definitely. i just wanted to prove people wrong the whole time and so how did the whole – so you came back, you uh, signed with Dallas? No, you, I signed with the G League team. The G League. Dallas. I yeah, had to go uh, G League Legends, first. right? Yeah, I went Legends, G League. J.J. Barrera went down or something. So I just, like, let me go back. I was, like, 30 for, like, three weeks. And then um, I found that right before Christmas I was getting caught up. It was, like, the perfect – Perfect story, perfect bro. Christ, perfect, perfect Christmas present. Yeah, everything. perfect Christmas present. Um, you had the same agent at the time, or you had somebody else completely? Same agent, same okay. agent, same. Or oh, somebody else. So it was the main agent, and he had like a, his side agent. Yeah. I ended up going with the side agent because I, I dealt with him the most anyway because he had bigger, uh, he had different clients, bigger clients. So I just went with him. He separated with, I just went with him. And uh, yeah, I got caught up like that. And then injury, you killed, played a couple games. Yeah, man, that was the that was the craziest week of basketball I've ever had in my life. Like nobody knows how that week went. I'll try to make it short, right? Friday, we got a game in the G League against Gary Payton, GP. Shout out my boy GP Vegas. Another one. Shout out boy GP. Um played against him Friday, played against him Saturday, back to back, 38 minute games. Next day I get caught up again. I go Sunday, I go and I think we play against the Lakers. Was Friday, that? Saturday, Sunday, we play against the Lakers. When we, you were talking about Braun and go play him in the shoes? No, 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 that, no, no. Not no, that, that, was, that was That was a few, <laughs> later, a few years later. Right. But um, I, we went by 56. That's Lakers. He played on yeah. the Yeah. We, 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 we went by 56, so I played a bunch of minutes, right? So the next day, Monday, we practice, and Andrew Bogut is trying to get traded. So he he automatically, he all of a sudden doesn't he isn't hurt anymore. So now he's starting to practice with us. At the time, I'm like I said, I'm super athletic, small, fast. Carlisle knows this, so we're doing three man weeds at the end of practice after after practice just to get Bogues back. And he like Pierre, can you dunk? Like aren't you like he's like why are you not basically why are you not dunking and running faster, bro? Four days in a row. But he don't he don't yeah. care about this. I'm just yeah. a younger guy, first year for real, and. I'm doing all that. I lift after the practice and everything. Monday comes. We play against the Knicks. My, wait, was it the Knicks? It, it go Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday practice. Tuesday. Tuesday we play against the Knicks. D. Will, my favorite point guard ever, right? It's crazy I played with him too, bro. So crazy. He hit me. In a game, he come out limping. He come out limping, and we up by like 20. He hit me on my knee. 
Like he gave me the knee, like yo, about to get in. Like I'm, my, he's like, oh yeah, my toe, man, I'm done. So I ended up playing like 25 minutes that game. This is after this these four three days. Played 25 minutes, we win. I played against D Rose and Melo, crazy. My favorite player, Melo, crazy, bro. I get I, I laid D Rose too, crazy, bro. Um, then that night we traveled back to back. We got the Thunder. That night we travel. We don't get to OKC till like three in the morning, two in the morning. And as soon as we got the plane, Carlisle hit me like, "Hey, you starting tomorrow?" So I'm like, "Oh shit!" And it's bro. Russ and Harden, or just Russ? It's just Russ. It's okay. MVP. This is 2016, Russ. Oh, this triple triple doubles. <laughs> right. So mind you, I get to my room. I lay on the floor. I put my legs on on the wall. Like I'm just so tired. My legs feel terrible, but I'm excited. TNT. First day, first start. First start, TNT versus Russ. You got the handshakes. Name bro, called. bro. So look, you on the road though. So, so look, so look, bro. Oh my goodness, bro. I t- I like to tell this story because I just think Russ is a different animal. So at the time, I'm nervous. I ain't got no haircut. I ain't even trying to look cute for this game. I'm just, I'm just, I'm ruined with nerves and just going crazy. The tip all come. I'm running. I'm in the back before the tip. Russ ain't here yet. Russ is still like by the bench, so I, all of a sudden he he walks out, he looks out the crowd, gets the crowd hype, and then he just out of nowhere he just fucking screams like ah, <laughs> and it runs to the runs full speed to under the basket to the mat and hits his head like <laughs> wow like like bro I'm exactly <laughs> what you did wake up. but exactly what th- I'm looking at him like the whole crazy. time and then he just sprints back to his spot like and then stops and now he's ready for the game. So me, I'm back there like, bro, I gotta guard this. Like guard this crazy dude. I'm like, bro, that was this. I ain't never been intimidated to play against a player. Cause it mind you that year I still I played against I played against that Warriors team. I wasn't even that nervous to play against them more than I was against that in, in that game. But that's the game I got hurt with my hamstring. I think it was just you was overworked from that week. I, yeah, because I you know, I, I strained my hamstring for sure. That was Was it a light? Like a light strain or was it just like it wasn't light enough. It was just. If it was like yeah. I would have played. I would have tried to keep playing, but I was playing so well. I just mean, how long did it take for you to recover from that? Three injury? weeks. Three weeks. Three and weeks. they just had to move on. Hey, yeah, and I think they not went guaranteed. on to, to Yogi. Yogi. Yeah. yeah, and it was it same. Was, if I was guaranteed, I don't care. Yeah. But it was on guaranteed. He ended it was up playing guaranteed. the rest of the year. Too. He ended up playing great. Like because we, I was the only point guard left on the team. JJ Bray was hurt. D. Will was acting like his toe hurt. <laughs> it was just me and Seth. That was it. And Seth ended up going to sign a nice, nice deal for where we was at. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I could have got me a two year, eight mil at that point. So, like I say, after that, um, you know, you've been uh, overseas a bunch of places and stuff. And I know you've had a couple of stints uh, back in the G League. So, just yeah. what do you think hasn't went right? Is it just they're like, hey, I, I can get somebody 20 years old. Do you yeah, think for it's sure. height? Like, what do you think? Is it just the politics I, behind it? I got offered a two way deal, but uh, at the time. I was 26. I got offered almost a million dollars to go play somewhere at 26. I had two kids. Okay. Um, had a family at that point. I'm just like, it make more sense for me to, at 20, I'm thinking 26. You know how they, they make it 26 old. Yeah. 26, man, that's prime. You just starting your prime. But at the time, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm trying to, I want a house. I want this and that. So I thought it was just best for me to go play over there. But at the time, two-way was brand new. Yeah, nobody knew what two way was. I just seen the money. That's all I said. I seen you making this much. I'm making this much. I'm gonna go make this much. But I think the two way would have been 
That was a pride thing, man, because they had just signed Langston Galloway for like three years, 22 mil. And I was upset. I'm like, bro, I just played summer league with y'all, and y'all offered me a two-way. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Now, do you think um, – would you say you're done chasing that dream at NBA? this point? Yeah. It's over with. Okay. So That's just realistic, realistically over with, yeah. Like, they, I think they're weeding out the small guard anyway, so. Okay. It's just, it's no point. Like, do you, are you okay with that? Like, I mean, obviously, you, I'm fine, you can't control, bro. but like, are you I content? wasn't supposed to be there yeah, at all. Okay. I made it there, so I'm not tripping. So you made it, you got a jersey, played in the game. Man, look, so, listen, yeah. when they name boys from Vegas and they yeah. say who we got in the NBA, my name is in there. In there. You know what I'm saying? That's all I care about. I was not supposed to be there, and I'm super proud of that. And then, so outside of the injuries, is there anything you would have done different? Like, do you, do you think you could have helped your cause any? Like, was there any attitude issues? It's just... Um, like obviously you couldn't have played harder because that's one thing you go always. I just do. I I'm I'm okay with I I think it's some things I could have did different, but I'm just I, it's hard for me to play the political. It's hard for me to do that. Yeah. I can't be fake. That's like, why I, I can't do that. I like, had to leave my job because I, I worked for the government all these years when I was starting this. I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't play those yeah, same games. It's so unfair, bro. It's so it's so hard and unfair, and I, it's hard for me to put on a, a different face. Like, in a lot of these places, they expect you to listen to everything they say. You got to do everything they tell you to do. And you still got to smile through it. It's it's hard for me to do that. I think just from the outside looking in, I've seen a change in you. Just how you kind of move on social media and stuff. Like, it seems like like mentally you're you're more there. It seems like you're more, you know, family and stuff like that. So what's changed with that? Is it just Um, figured out what's important? Yeah, that and... I almost lost the the woman of my life. I love her to death, man. And uh, like I said, losing her is losing my family. You know what I'm saying? That separates what you built. You know what I'm saying? I just wasn't, like I said, basketball, I was too focused on it. Too focused, too too driven to prove people wrong. And just, you know what I'm saying? Just young young boy stuff. And um, social media just made me, like I said, a lot of the stuff that, that comes with basketball that you look up to yeah. is what gets in the way of Get you in trouble. Exactly. Not yeah, in trouble and just makes you lose what you really care about. You know, yeah. basketball, I love it, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to stop one day. Yeah. Family, for if you want it, it's not going to stop as long as you're doing what you need to do to keep your family alive, keep them satisfied. You know what I'm saying? And it, that's really what did it for me, bro. And Instagram as well. Like, I hate it because I don't want to just be defined by no basketball player. And when I post, Basketball, I get thousands of likes, comments, shoes. Yeah. I get thousands of likes. Yeah. I post my, I would tell her this, like when I post my kids, bro, I should be getting triple the amount of <laughs> likes, bro. I have a beautiful family, and it bothers. That really bothers me. So I stop. I didn't. I don't really care. I just. This is what I like to post. This is what I love. So I'm they gonna post see, my family. Like say you post something bad, you call her out of her name or something, anything crazy. It is go people, crazy. People would love to. Yeah, it. Like, yeah. And it's like a lot of the videos here, like how I built our page to like a million followers on TikTok and stuff. I start off with like kind of a negativity, like, oh, I bet you can't do this, or you're crazy if you try this. And that stuff blows up. Like, yeah. I, like I hate it. Like, I don't even post pictures on my personal Instagram because I have the same issue. It's like, I know what's important now. You know, I have my wife, I have my kids. And at first, you know, I'm trying to be popular. I, I yeah. want everybody to like me. Yeah. So it's just, it's just trying to find that balance. And uh, like, same thing, I know it's different between, you know, start, starting a business and playing in the NBA, but it's like I focus so much on the business because I wanted to be able to take care of my family. Well, it's not really that much difference, yeah. bro, because at the end of the day, the politics play a part. In, politics is everywhere, yeah. everywhere, bro. But I do know, like, like when 
when when I first when, when was this, bro? When I first realized that it bothered me so much is when um I posted it was just random one day. I just randomly posted my kids and I had like I had like six hundred likes, bro. And it 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 half million followers and six hundred likes. I rate, bro. And then like one day I just randomly post some Jordans that I ain't posted. And that shit went like to like nine K likes in like three hours. And I'm like, bro. Why? I was so mad, but just from that point on, just was like, I don't really care. Like, unless I got to make, you know, you can make money from reels and stuff like that. Unless it's doing some stuff like that, then hey, y'all really won't be getting up basketball yeah. for real. That's all. Like, say, I, I post the stupid stuff. Like, the stuff I try, get the camera out, it don't do nothing. But yeah. then I put some ice and some cereal and it get five million views. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's, it's crazy, man. But this, that part, that stuff isn't important for real. Like I said, the ball does stop bouncing and... I know I know my comfort zone is when I'm at home with my family, especially at this point, because when you play in these different countries, the language barrier, the food difference, just all that, just being away, the time difference, all that, it, it does weigh a lot on my brain for sure because I don't want to talk to the my teammates every day, all day, every minute. Like I don't wanna, Sometimes I want to be away from y'all. <laughs> Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So we can close it out with the last question. It's just like, um, so what's next for you uh, once basketballs come to an end? Like what have you been doing? Like what what are your plans? Are I haven't been doing on? enough. I yeah. know that much. Um I do know when I get back, she has a business. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to push that. Beloved. Beloved or beloved. Be loved. Be loved. Be loved. It's a be loved. And yeah, you gotta she, do what a uh, baby, you gotta give her a hundred thousand dollars to go listen, start a business. She gonna get whatever she need, yeah. but I'm definitely it's trying like to stack time. as much bread as I can doing this. You know, this basketball stuff, like I said, this is limited time. Um, Got to take advantage of that. I'm looking forward to, you know, pushing her brand, being around my kids as much as possible because uh, they still trying to find what they really into. You know, I'm, re- I'm looking forward to them finding it. I'm not trying to push nothing on them. So I'm just looking forward to just being with my family as much as possible. Well, realistically, how much time do you think you have left playing? Long- are you going to play as long as the contracts keep for, coming? I, for real? I'm going to try to, you know, Destination is going to be a little bit more important. Whether you know, if we can, if we can go to Dubai, <laughs> if we can go to Dubai and why play not? in Dubai, why not? If I can make more than I'll make doing some regular stuff, then the family feeling go to Dubai and play. That's what it is. So, um, no, I, I thought about quitting a few times. Yeah, I had to talk with uh, with Sequoia. She was like, "It's it's coming." It's tough. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, like I said, she didn't pay her dues. But I definitely f- thought about quitting a few times. But you know, that's why she is the the woman she is to you know try to encourage me to keep going, and that's what she did. And we gotta take advantage of this. So definitely. I'm just looking forward to being with my family. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time, man. No, thank appreciate you for having me, brother. Waiting to have you for a minute. I ain't talked to you in a few years, but uh, yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. Yeah.